This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Hello, and welcome to Career Sense, the podcast that offers practical advice to help students and graduates successfully conduct a job search and transition to a new career. Featuring me, Linda Cooper, and my colleagues, Jason Watson and Terry Johnson. Linda, Terry, and I are career advisors and employment engagement partners at Trine University, located on the main campus in Angola, Indiana. Our goal is to teach and empower students and connect with alumni, employers, and other experts to provide the best resources possible. Our team wants our listeners to be prepared to approach the job market confidently and competitively. Welcome to the second episode of the Career Sons podcast. I'm Linda Cooper. Today I'm going to highlight some of the advice that our business panelists shared during the April 22nd Zoom livecast, Real Talk, Real Time with Business Alumni. The panel was a collaboration between the Trying University Career Center and Kettner School of Business. And I want to thank our panelists as well as Professor Linda Connolly, who is our uh, co-moderator and co-host for this event. Our four panelists actually currently work in different industries, including athletics, economic development in the nonprofit world, and recruiting. And they shared not just advice, but personal experiences I believe are very relevant to our graduates and job seekers today. They graduated, all four of them, between 2016 and 2018, and it really hasn't been a long time since they've conducted a job search. In addition to this, three out of four have already held more than one position since graduation. There were definite themes that emerged from this panel discussion. One is that there isn't a direct path to where you want to go. But your experiences and your network can help you develop the skills and make the contacts relevant to the goals that you have. Here's Eric Roldan, a 2016 sport management grad, describing his path to his current position as athletic director for the high school he graduated from. After graduating, I went straight into grad school to get my master's in business administration from IU Northwest, um, which is in Northwest Indiana, where I'm currently located and originally from and where I grew up. Uh, While I was in grad school for my master's, I also coached basketball for three years. I was the assistant men's basketball coach at IU Northwest, trying to basically just immerse myself into athletics. Um, That's what I wanted to do uh, with my career is just work in the sports world. That gave me an opportunity to really learn uh, how the college realm of athletics works. Uh, At the same time I was doing those two things, I was also a uh, physical education teacher at an elementary school. So basically my days are pretty long, trying to get all those three things in for two years. And then after that, I ended up with the position I'm in now as an athletic director at Bishop Knoll Institute in Hammond, Indiana. And that's actually the high school I graduated from, so it's kind of like coming full circle. Barbara Rasdorf, now a recruiter with Aston Carter, which is a division of Aerotech, shares a story of how she explored career paths that took advantage of the skills that she already had and how she utilized her personal network. I was looking for an internship and and Linda Cooper actually helped me get connected with Ambassador Enterprises, which is where I ended up working after I graduated for a couple of years. You know, then again, when I, after I got downsized from Ambassador and was job searching, I had met with both Linda Cooper and Linda Conley and you know, had been just anyone that would meet with me, talk with me for coffee, lunch, anything. I was reaching out and just trying to see 
not only um, you know who they know, what they know, but what they recommend for me next. Like, cause I kind of felt like I didn't really know. There wasn't another place that was probably going to have a job like what I was doing prior to being downsized. I was an internship coordinator, so I was running an internship program for a private equity firm. There's not really a whole lot of opportunity for that, and so kind of picked their brain around. You know, they they'd known me, and anyone that had known me for a while professionally, people I'd worked with. I just sat down with them and said, hey, like, where do you think I should go? What What do you think I'd be good at? Who do you know? Who can you connect me with? And so, you know, actually, Linda, Linda Conley was the one that was like, have you ever thought about being a recruiter and, and going to Aerotech? A second theme that emerged is the need for flexibility. Employers will bring on new talent, but in a way that doesn't require a long-term commitment. Here's Barbara Razdorf's advice. Don't be afraid to consider, especially in such a weird time as this, um, something remote that's not quite what you're looking for just to get some experience or doing some contract work. There's a lot of companies that are going to need additional help in customer service and different things like that. They can still build your skills and get you a little bit of money while you're trying to look for something else. And so that's a very, very easy way to, you know, stay busy, build your skills, build your resources and, and keep moving forward, but just keep applying to what you're looking for. Meg Saxman, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at the Community Foundation of Greater Fort Wayne, shared her journey and offers another way students and graduates can get experience in the field. So I had an internship at the Seabank County Community Foundation, and after my time there, I knew I wanted to work in the nonprofit industry, specifically for a community foundation. So I started sending out my resumes to all the community foundations in the different counties that I would like to work in, and I didn't hear back from any of them. I sent those out in January, and it wasn't until late June that I got a phone call from the Community Foundation of Greater Fort Wayne saying, hi, we have a position open for that you would be a good fit for. We got your resume back in January, and we would like to bring you in for an interview. And I know right now I'm going to be looking for interns, but right now I don't have the time to do that. But if someone sends me their resume, I'm going to look at that, save that, put it in a folder for when I need that later. That's me personally. So I would say, yeah, reach out and contact people and let them know that you're going to be looking where you are looking um, and be creative about it and maybe ask if there's projects that you can help with right now. Just see if there's any value that you can bring to them. Eric Roldan summarizes this nicely for us. There's always something you could find that still prepares you to get into this field that's kind of adjacent to uh, the industry. So in, in my, I guess, way of saying it, um, I taught. I was a teacher. Uh, I did not want to be a teacher. I, had, like, I enjoyed it, but that wasn't what I wanted to do forever. I, I didn't get my teaching degree. I, I wasn't a licensed teacher, uh, but I knew teaching in a school would get me around administration, would get me around students. Uh, would allow me to learn how a school operates because I knew I wanted to be in schools working within sports, whether that was uh, elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, or, or colleges. The ultimate goal was college, and I'm, I'm in high school now. But um, that got me into school buildings to understand how does a principal operate? How does an assistant principal operate? How do the teachers operate? How do you engage with students? Because in reality, I was going to be using a lot of those same skills in the positions I did want to get into one day to kind of build off that is that the position I'm in now, I still want to get back to college athletics. So I still look at this position. I'm gaining a crazy amount of knowledge and skills from this, but uh, it's still 
part of what I want to do in a bigger picture. So I'm still learning little things. Now I'm getting to do the administrative side. I'm getting to do the managerial side. I'm getting to do the budget side, but that's all hopefully one day going to, you know, parlay its way into getting back into the college and focus on one sport and doing those things. So I think there's ways to get around it. Um, there's industries that are very, very similar that I think will still help you gain the same knowledge you would want to use within the sports industry. You just got to be creative on how you're going to do that. I kind of had to be creative on my path of getting here. Ken Coleman, broadcaster and author of The Proximity Principle, which is a great book, by the way, says, quote, in order to do what you want to do, you've got to be around people who are doing it and in places where it's happening, unquote. Panelists did talk about how COVID-19 has impacted their industry and gave some thoughtful perspectives about what early career students and graduates can do in the current environment. Here are a few more ideas they shared. I mean, I don't think that really like COVID is, is new and different, but I mean, it, it's always competitive no matter what. This may make it more competitive, um, but people are also gonna be innovating and offering different opportunities. Like you may have opportunity to work remote for a company, you know, way further out than where you would normally drive. So there's gonna be other opportunities. And if you know anybody that you could reach out to in your network that graduated in 0809 and was looking like, reach out to those people, talk to them, let them, see how they went through it because it's very similar from what I'm hearing. I mean, yes, the unemployment rate is higher than it was then and will continue to, to go up, but a lot of these people that are furloughed are gonna go back to work, like things will calm down. So just, you know, keep moving forward, um, stay positive, don't give up on it, build as many relationships as you can and learn as much as you can during the process and, you know, it'll all work out. I would say take advantage of LinkedIn too. Um, post articles and post your opinion and give value on there and connect with people that you know or connect with your supervisor. Um, just because I've noticed at least where I'm at, LinkedIn is heavily used, at least among the nonprofits. And um, when there are job openings, people are not actually posting them. They're saying, hey, we're looking for someone with marketing background. Do any of my connections know anyone? So if you're, I would definitely say, take advantage of LinkedIn, it's free. Um, connect with me, send me a message and maybe I can help you. Um, connect with someone else in the Fort Wayne area or wherever I have connections. And then I would also say get creative with, especially if you're, if you're in marketing, get creative with your resume. You can do, you can spice that thing up and put designs on there. Just do something that sets you apart from everyone else. Toward the end of the discussion, we had an interesting question from listeners. How will business change or even improve from COVID-19? Here's how Anton King, Executive Director of the DeKalb Economic Development Partnership, responded. Hear the word essential employee. It's going to really determine who the essential employees and really stand out, you know, the importance of the roles that those key employees play um, could shape the the the, really the, the landscape of how individual companies operate from an operation standpoint of staffing and essential team members versus non-essential. And, um, you know, really companies reevaluating how they, they manage their personnel and, and what's important and what's, what's not and where they can try to figure out ways to make themselves most uh, financially successful as a company 
you know, if they're publicly traded, you know, to the shareholders or if they're privately owned for, for the ownership group. So it really is a time of, of self-reflection from a business standpoint to really understand what key pieces can they, can they move forward with that they couldn't live without during a time like this. And I think that'll really shape where we're at moving forward. Well, with that, it's time to wrap up this week's episode. You can listen to the full panel on the Trying University Career Services page on LinkedIn. Do you need help with a job search? Or would you like to network with our talented alumni? Contact your Trying University Career Advisor at the Contact Us page at trying.edu forward slash career services and schedule an appointment with us for personal assistance. In the next episode, Terry Johnson will share advice from employers on how students can make a great impression during their internship or a full-time position. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.